Hey guys, welcome back to Knowledge Plus Experience Equals Wisdom. I'm Chris Bircher, and this is my curiosity interview series number five with Dana Humphrey. So as a young female entrepreneur, Dana wrote a book um, called Embarking Down the Leash of Codependency, which is really about uh, the real relationship with your pets and uh, what pet ownership is all about. And, you know, she did... Uh, mass media interviews and sort of got a, a little bit of notoriety and, and, and fame. And uh, I think what happened, and, and you'll, you'll hear her say this in the interview, is she just sort of realized that her life purpose was more about helping people deal with codependency and self-love um, and being independent and not codependent. And the self-love thing comes up so many times. It came up with DJ Doran. And as sort of being worthy of uh, the things that we do. And so she's shifted gears more recently to become a sort of a spiritual leader uh, using, you know, what she calls magic uh, and, and coaching, particularly female clients, to learn for themselves this importance of self-love and, and to sort of help you work through that and do it. And I'm fascinated by people who have made a a drastic life shift, especially coming from a place that's comfortable and reliable and, you know, probably confidence building because Dana was known as the pet lady and still is to a large degree. And to sort of leave that behind and do something new just is so brave uh, to me and I have so much admiration. And you'll hear a little bit about her story and sort of what makes her tick and some really interesting tidbits about her sort of morning routine and... um yeah, I really hope that you enjoy meeting Dana and getting to know her as much as I did doing the interview. And you can find out everything you need to know about her at DanaHumphrey.com. It's D-A-N-A-H-U-M-P-H-R-E-Y.com. And you'll find links to her book and you know her past life as the pet lady and her new life as sort of a, a spiritual leader and a life coach. So... Without further ado, I hope that you enjoyed this interview with Dana Humphrey for Knowledge Plus Experience Equals Wisdom, Curiosity, interview number five. Thanks, guys. For reaching out. This is awesome. It's Absolutely. Some people nice might consider you. a poll in their basement a, a feature. It could be. Yeah, it could be a selling <laughs> point. I think it's a little too big in diameter to do anything fancy with. <laughs> there's, and there's another one in the other room. Oh, there um, you go. Wow, you have multiple. Yeah. Um, yeah, I looked, I, I checked you out a little bit. It's pretty cool to get to know somebody over Zoom and I appreciate you uh, being willing to do this. I just thought it would be cool to meet new people and talk about curiosity. And that's the only plans I have. Great. Uh, so yeah, so what I like about your website, it's amazing. It's like you have this dual purpose, you know, you're, you're the pet lady, right? You've got that. And um, then you are, is the, is the term life coach? A reasonable term. Yeah. I know some people yeah. don't like that. And a, a motivator, um, mindset specialist. That's cool. How do you do both of those things? Well, I've been the pet lady and I'm still the pet lady and I'm looking to have an exit strategy for that part um, so I can go full time into the life coaching area, arena. Right on. So you're in like a transition sort of. Yeah, a little bit. Is it like a like a child actor trying to shed their role that they played when they were young? Or yes, it? <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, sorry, I brought it up. <laughs> yes, it's it's like a big ego death, 
and I, I thought I had done it and um, apparently I haven't. Well, well, I just saw it on your website. Take it off. <laughs> well, I just I would think that that would because here's what I saw was that must have helped you, you oh, know, yeah. get some something that that gave you the the platform or the whatever the leverage to sort of launch into something that you really wanted to do. Which sure, you know that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Do you say that's accurate, <laughs> or is that just yeah. my perception? Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely have the confidence that I've been able to build my own companies before. And so I hope that I can do it again and doing something that I really, that I really want to do and becoming like more and more one person, you know, I feel like with yeah. different roles that I have, it's like a little bit of scattered. And um, as I move forward to just really represent everything that I want to that I do and that I do stand for. So, and do that professionally. Well, yeah, so that I'll go ahead and ask you. So what role has curiosity played in that journey? I mean, to me, that sounds pretty impressive to build companies and to have the, the confidence. And I'm sure you had to figure out what, websites, SEO, all, all that stuff to, yeah. to do that. Yeah, I mean, I built my first website um, in 2007 and I was just like 24 or 25 years old. And now everyone has a website and it's a thing. But back then, you know, I was like doing my own WordPress site. And so now I teach entrepreneurs how to develop their own websites. Awesome. Um, so being curious of what's possible or what my life, how my life can be, I, has been a huge driving force in everything that I've, I've done. Um, you know, I like to think of my life as like a, a big art project. You know, it's just like, I, that's, that's how I see it. And that's how I see everyone's life really, you know, it's like, we get to create it however we want. And so being curious about that, I haven't really thought about it specifically in that way, but it is, it's, it's like, what else can I, how else can I live better or like more vibrantly or more happy or with more ease or. Well, yeah, and I never thought about it that way either until somebody pointed it out to me. <laughs> they said, you know, your podcast makes me curious. And I was like, well, maybe maybe that's what I'm doing, <laughs> you know? And so that's what led to this whole, but it's funny. I mean, you don't, like, like I'm thinking, imagining you, a young woman saying, I've got to do this thing with the internet. <laughs> you know, like you said, now you can Google how to set up a WordPress site and it's, you know, there's all kinds of, but at that time, yeah, what what makes the, what's different about you going, oh, I'm going to do this, and somebody else going, I need a website, and I don't know how to do that. I mean, it's the same. It's the same, and it's like that. It It's the courage and curiosity to say, okay, this is something new, and let's figure it out. Yeah. I'm, I'm reading a book right now. It's called Everything is Figureoutable, and it's true. <laughs> and it's like, if you really believe it's that, true. then have no tr troubles. But you said you said the word courage, and I think about that a lot. I mean, somebody else mentioned, or I heard it or read it, that, that curiosity takes courage. And I never thought about that either. Like, what is it? Yeah, you have to be brave. That. You have to be brave to try and follow the curiosity, right? If you're curious about whatever it is, um, a new hobby, a new, a new company, a new um, job, a new career, a new website. Like if you're, it does take courage to put yourself out there and say, yeah, I'm gonna, 
I'm going to go for this. Yeah. So is there fear? I mean, like, sure. Okay, I agree. I'm not disagreeing at all. It's just like, what is the, and, and why is that? You know, is curiosity something that we do well? You know, we can say the state of things in the U.S. in 2021 is weird for sure. <laughs> but 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 is, is curiosity something that's law, being lost or is new or, I mean, it seems important. <laughs> I, I think where the fear and the, you know, you can be curious and take no action. And I think the fear is in the actual of the doing. Yeah, that you may fail or. It's like the flip side of the current. Yeah, it's like, yeah, my, it really comes down to worthiness. If you feel like you're worthy of pursuing that thing, you know, it's like, look at all the people that have been baking beautiful breads. I mean, <laughs> yeah. man, I have a friend, she, she's cranking out like these gorgeous loaves. I'm seeing pictures of her breads and I'm like, this is next level. Wow. You know? And she had to be curious to say, Hey, can I make something? Oh uh, like yeah. Yeah. And then be brave enough to say, yeah, let me try it out. You know, the, I got some flour. I got some time. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because my we got a bread maker. Maybe it's like a COVID thing. It is. <laughs> but it's funny because my wife will be like, well, it just, it didn't rise enough. You know, there's, there's like, so that leads to the next one. You know, it's, right. it's, an, it's an amazing like um, microcosm of COVID, like the bread maker idea. I've been doing... Um, freestyle cookies that was that was what came out of the, the cooking thing for me this COVID time um like how can I just make cookies without looking at a recipe wow. and just using like just random and it's like because you know I have plenty of ingredients I have time if they fail what's the, I mean so what yeah, yeah you need another yeah. batch you try again I mean so far, I've enjoyed all of them. So <laughs> yeah, throwing it away. <laughs> well, that, well, that's funny though, because there's like the exit. You know, you can throw the cookies away, but if it's um, like sort of like a, a, for me, I'm, you know, w let's just say an entrepreneur was going to take a risk to start a new business and spend your life savings or or whatever you do sure. if you invest in that. There's a that's different. <laughs> it's nice to be sure. able to do it, but. It's like, yeah, little, little minor levels. Yeah, right. You know, like, are you brave enough to step out of your comfort zone and try to make a loaf of bread that you've never made before or some bake something that without following the instructions, the way that it's supposed yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. You know, how can you bring your creativity and curiosity to the kitchen or whatever, any part of your life? And I think sometimes this, with starting a new business, my upfront costs have never been that much. I feel like people are always afraid of like whatever the upfront costs are going to be to start a business. I've never found that to be a huge issue, but it's more um, the mind, like, am I willing to give up what's been working for me and what's been safe oh. to do this thing that's different? I think that's the, it's not really the money, you know, yeah. because you can, uh, you can usually, depending on what kind of businesses it is, unless you need a lot of equipment, 
the upfront costs aren't really that high. It's like, what do you leave? What do you, what security are you dropping to be able to pursue that? Yeah, that's huge. It's sort of the, the yeah. metaphysical, but, and that made when you said that it made me think of old old beliefs or limiting beliefs that you know I, I know you know about this. Something that I'm working on with a life coach. Um, oh, cool. Oh yeah, yeah. It's really funny. It's a woman I met doing an interview. Great. I, just, I, I feel like that broken record. I don't want to talk about me, but I was looking for people who were curious, and so I you know I turned to Google and just and I found an article that she had written, and I thought. Oh, this is cool. She's into curiosity. I'll see if she'll do the, and I really didn't, you know, like you, I don't know much, much beyond what you can learn from a webpage, which isn't much. And uh, serendipity. I mean, Great. I was just like, yeah, yeah. It's pretty That's fantastic. Awesome. But so, but so you, you really hit on something, you know, we think about going into a business or whatever you're doing and you think about money and these like superficial sort of shallow yeah. things that you're going to be giving up you hit on is that you know these deep rooted more which, which is I assume the kind of work that you do like do you see this in your clients or I mean I have right here on the on the door behind me I have the chakras here I mean it's yeah it's root chakra stuff it's like security home security like it's your root and it's like the deepest part you can you can hit on um of that you know am I going to be okay? Kind of, kind of safety. Question. Yeah. Yeah. Not will I have enough money, but will I, yeah. Well, and that's, that's one thing that we've been working on and maybe you can speak on this is sort of getting out of your head and into your, the rest of your existence, which, you know, I'm, I'm a smart guy. I've done a lot of sort of traditional therapy, CBT, cognitive behavioral stuff that, yeah. and it, it all makes sense intellectually. Like I, I get it. I get it. I should meditate. Or, you know, <laughs> But I never figured out how to, what the other thing you said was act. One of the first things you said was you do, you gotta, you don't just sit there and be curious about it. You turn that into motion. And in order to do that, what I yeah. found is I had to connect with yeah. my other parts. So if you can yeah. talk about that part of your work or. Yeah, I mean, you know, in, in North America, we're very heady society. We're very like, we reward, um, you know, staying in our in our minds and um yeah i definitely believe in embodiment you know it's like really using the body to help you make decisions it's already it's already it's already doing it for you we've just like trying to we've we've learned to ignore it over time um yeah embodiment's a huge part of my life and a huge part of my practice and i think yeah taking action is putting these ideas into practice i think a morning ritual, morning routine is like extremely important. Um, and that's been a game changer for me. I, I don't do, I don't really start any, any work stuff until about 11 AM. Like I have a very busy morning routine just to get myself like prepared for the day wow. and really declaring that and, and setting that aside, that time aside to do all the things I need to do. It's it changes everything. That's fan. That's fascinating. And one of the things that Mandy, the woman that I work with, one of her proudest stories is she has this big, you know, seven figure uh, famous investor guy that she's worked with. And he, he did a lot of work trying to find someone to help him figure out his morning routine. That was the thing that he hadn't been able to 
you know, do that he needed to do to excel at that sort of a level. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's really interesting. I mean, you know, for me, morning routine is sort of wake up and have coffee, right? For, for most people. Can you talk about that a little bit more and like the importance? Yeah, of I'm actually um, on day one of a no coffee challenge that I'm doing. Yeah. So <laughs> I have you. my like my tea here. <laughs> but hey, that's awesome. Um, tea. I mean, but my morning routine involves, um, I start the day with hot water and lemon and honey. And there's a lot of different cultures and beliefs. There's a lot of benefits of, of doing that. Um, and I do, you know, normally I do enjoy some coffee as well, but um, that's always the first thing that I put in my body. Um, and then I, I breathe, I meditate, um, I work out, um, I read. I have like a whole bunch of different things I do. I focus on gratitude. Um, I do uh, some specific position, more kind of yoga positions that help me get grounded. Um, and then I can start the day with like freshness and clarity. Vigor, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Um, well, I wonder if that doesn't feed into curiosity, sort of, sort of like open you up or, 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 or focus your awareness or I don't know, for your purpose. Um, I mean, that, it sounds fascinating. And, and you mentioned old cultures. One of the things, uh, as a kid, I got into books by Carlos Castaneda. You ever heard okay. of this guy? Well, yeah. and, and it was cool because back then it was like, oh, they'd eat peyote and do mushrooms and they hallucinate and they'd learn stuff. And that was where I was at, you know, in my twenties. Yeah. But what, what I took out of those and would carry with is, is the, the study of the Toltec, um, sort of the, the ancient Mexican tribes and, and all, and all of that. I mean, I'm, yeah. I know there's more, but that's the one that I'm most familiar with. You, and you mentioned before, what, what have we lost that? What, I think about this all the time. We think we're smart. We, Elon Musk and, you know, we send people to the moon and all this stuff. But what have we forgotten? Things like water with honey or, or whatever it is. Yeah. What, 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 and, and, and do you think maybe we'll ever get back there? <laughs> I hope so. I think we've lost presence of really just being in the moment and, and, and feeling what's alive for us right now, whether it's emotion or desire or something that um, I know my meditation practices helped me with is I used to being a PR person, I send a lot of emails and I used to send thousands of emails in one day. I would literally just crank out emails all the time. And let's say I would get like eight yeses now i meditate i spend that instead of sp spinning my wheels just push going 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 i center i ground i meditate i take that time and then i send like 10 emails and i still get the eight yeses <laughs> like, wow god i focus on where the energy is and then i can it just it changes everything so i still get the same results it just it's in shamanic time. What is that? <laughs> shamanic that. Time. Oh, shamanic. Yeah, right. Shamanic well, time. well, and I want so badly to believe in that, like the anti-hustle, the anti-influencer that, you know, my, I guess where I started a podcast, any of my social media, which I only have for this is inundated with the hustle. It's the, here's the trick. Here's the, yeah, yeah. you gotta, you gotta have 10,000 followers and here's how you build your Twitter. Right. And it, I, I just, 
I can't describe the the resistance or the disgust I have for that. I don't want to do that. And so what yeah. you're saying is there's another way <laughs> right, that works. It's that yeah, I've been hustling for a long time. I mean, I live in New York and I'm like trying to get away from that. I think um, uh, Brene Brown said something really profound about that. Like she was going to speak at some like ladies lunch or whatever. And they wanted her to talk about life hacks to happiness. And she's like, have you never looked at my research? Like, it's not, that's not how it works. It's not a, it's not an eight tips type of thing. It, yeah. it, like, if you want to be happy, you have to change the way that you live. It's not a, a hack. It's not a tip. It's not a hack. It, it's not going to be done in five minutes. You know, it, 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 yeah. it's part of a bigger story of like how you live your life. And so, yeah, if you were just willing to put in like one minute a day for some kind of hack, that's the same results you're going to have. I mean. Yeah, uh, I've, I've always felt, I believed in quality over quantity, but it's just hard. And maybe this is related to curiosity or any of these other things too. It's just hard to fight in our world or to, to swim upstream or I don't know, whatever you want to say. And it seems like that's that's kind of where you're at with, you know, leaving this world of the hustle and the pets into this more helpful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I think that embodiment helps me with that like fine tuning of discernment of like, what do I need to do right now, and what is maybe less important, or what do I need to say yes to, and what should I say no to, and like trying to get back in my body helps with those decisions. I. I have a, um, over the summer, I was, um, I spent the first couple of months of quarantine in Guatemala and I was working down there. I still had clients in the U S and one of my clients who I have a great relationship with in the pet industry reached out to me via email, asking me to do some PR for his other business, which was like oil company. And I, because I like him and we have a good rapport, I might, my, my my immediate like head reaction was like, I almost wrote back and just said, yeah, sure. Great. Let's do it. But there was at the same moment, there was like, it was like, I got a punch in my side. Wow. And I felt it, but I didn't react. And um, um, at the time I had a roommate, she walked in, she said, Whoa, what just happened? She saw it. And <laughs> I, oh, and I reread the same part of the email again. And it happened again. No way. And Oh, this is a no, this is a no. Wow. Like if I take this on, it's gonna be a pain in my side. It's not, this is not, um, you know, I was just being lazy, just saying yes, really. I wasn't really feeling into how it would impact my next steps or where I wanna be. And so it's like those little discernments of trying to listen and try to figure out, okay, am I just making this choice for a yes for I don't know what's old, what's safe, what's whatever, or is this actually in alignment with where I want to be and what's next for me? That is awesome. That's, that's where I want to be. I mean, I, I would really like, but really honest. I mean, I got chills when you were telling that story, like, yeah, to be able to, sh to, to be able to listen rather than automatically just sort of go with the old stuff you know, shed, shedding the old beliefs and the baggage of the past is just, uh, it's so, it's so, I remember at, but the first time somebody in CBT said, well, you just catch your thoughts and change them. And I'm like, dude, this is happening. And I, and I was right. 
you know, I've learned since then, this, this is happening in like nanoseconds. I don't oh, yeah. have the capacity to, you know. And so what, what I, part of what I've learned, and maybe you can speak to this, is that you practice these things like meditation or somatic, you know, yeah. uh, in order to be ready in, in the moment. Instead yes. of like, you're not looking, I used to think, you know, I'm looking for something to happen. Like I don't feel anything. Right. But then, but then one day, because you are aware, right. Is that, is that accurate? Is that how Yeah. I think it's like shedding layers and layers of um, like armor that we put on. And then the more we, we remove some of that stuff, the more we can feel those little nuances of like, Oh yes. Or, Oh no. Um, and oh, I was going to say something else. Um, Take a time. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear it. <laughs> Whatever it is. It's, um, oh yeah, it's, it's, well, it's about just becoming the observer. It's becoming the observer in your life versus just like what's happening. What do I need to do? It's like, okay, I can pause. I can observe just what happened and see how I would want to respond to it. And, and I think like the things that I do in my morning routine help me to be there so that, yeah, those split second decisions that happen, I can come with more awareness. That's all. Yeah. And your old self or whatever, doesn't beat you to the punch. It doesn't like get in there yeah. and just sort of, just like, sort yes. of take over. Well, and another thing I've learned, I work with another guy called uh, Neil Bjorklund. He, um, He's the some he does somatic stuff. I mean, when I work with him, it's just what he calls, um, and it, and and it's related to the Toltec stuff a little bit. Is just yeah. what's going on in your body. So let's you know, and 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 your parts. What he calls parts or characters or archetypes. And I don't, I don't need to keep talking so much, but these these um, things that we created when we were young to protect us yeah, that sure. don't that don't necessarily work anymore. And and you know, I get that now that I used to think you had to change, like I was going to become a different person. But I think, and maybe you can, you know, poo-poo this or tell me it's on the right track, that, um, you know, we have to get in touch with these parts because they're there, they, they have good intentions. You know, that part that wants to say yes, it's trying to get you a paycheck. It's trying to right. help you to live, but maybe that, that's not working anymore or it doesn't, or whatever. I think it's, I think, um, I think you're onto something with that. I think it's more about just remembering who we are and, and like coming back to that, like real true, like essence, like this, the stinky part of the onion essence of who we are, not the like, you know, uh, I don't know, societized version. Um, and so, yeah, the more we pull, the more we, clear up our own trauma and baggage and stuff that's happened so that we can live more in the moment. I think the more we get to that, like more, more Dana-ness or more Chris-ness of yeah. like who we are. God, that's beautiful. But do, and so do you think that's something that's uniquely American or uniquely modern that we, that we create those, that, you know, that we put the layers on or is that just human and then do you naturally in midlife have to take them off and, and find it again? Or is it, I don't know, maybe that doesn't matter, but. Yeah, I think geographics do matter a little bit. I think there's some cultures that um, have less, a little bit, I mean, 
but that's just from, you know, probably every culture has a lot of uh, expectations. And, mm. um, you know, if I think about just even like the topic of like, I don't know, polyamory or something that's kind of becoming popular again, there's a lot of people who would say, oh, well, in my culture, that's not cool. And it's like, well, yeah, okay. It, you could say that about a lot of places. Um, oh, there's different nuances about it. Um, so yeah, I don't think anyone's, anyone's safe from the societal programming. Just <laughs> some, of the pro some of the programming looks a little different. That's all. Well, and I guess the types of people, but I guess in a way it doesn't matter because, hey, I'm interested in healing myself. But for you, you're helping other people go through that process. And yeah, they wouldn't come to you probably if they hadn't been programmed <laughs> in the first place. <laughs> Sometimes it just, just being witnessed in telling your story of whatever is, you know, giving you pain, giving you problems giving you frustration just being seen in that just sometimes just that alone is helpful to have you move away from it get past it figure it mm -hmm. out come up with a with a plan or whatever so you can just like move on um and so i think that's you know a lot of what coaches offer as well it's just like holding space for you so that you can be held and be fully present with whatever your issues are and then they can they can go away they can move with another human being i mean that's the beautiful part of it is i just don't think and especially from a male perspective yeah. you know i can't talk to my friend you know there's very few men friends i have that i can say hey i'm working with this coach or i'm working with this healer and not have to deal with the you know the masculine bullshit um, yeah which sucks for men, you know, to not have that human, I don't know if that's a connection or the way, well, I mean, maybe women experience that too. I'm not trying to just know what I know. I think we do. And I think that you probably do more. And I think that even just by like, you're being brave right now, like saying about this on your podcast <laughs> for people who are listening, because the more we normalize these things, the more it makes it more acceptable, you know, step-by-step. God, I hope so. I mean, I was just so tired of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, what did I just read a book? Something about the highly sensitive man. Uh -huh. And um, of course, I've, I've been aware of that for a long time. So a lot of it's just repetitive. But my what you just said was my thought. It's like, this is an important book. And there's a lot of it. There's a lot more than it used to be, uh, for sure. But, uh, but, I, but I think that goes for all, all uh, people. Um, that human connection and, and maybe if we had if I had to stereotype based on binary genders you know yeah. maybe women have it are better at that <laughs> and, and maybe men are not as good but uh we all need it um and and, and then maybe what I'm trying because I don't I started this thing as therapy for me I mean I wanted to it, it's actually kind of funny I I've got an 18 year old a 17 year old a 14 year old and a four-year-old all girls Wow. And uh, the, the, the teenagers are all into, um, you know, from TikTok to, to whatever it is. And I, <laughs> this is funny. I, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but they were, they're so into YouTube and all that. This was years ago. They're not even into YouTube anymore. That's over. And I was, I felt myself resisting it. Like, I want to read. I don't want to watch a video. 
And something about that in me through my path of sort of personal growth said, what you resist persists. And I'm going to, fuck it, I'm going to embrace this. And so I said, I'm going to talk to myself and learn how to make a website and how to do YouTube and all that stuff. It's some form of therapy. But it's nice to hear that maybe maybe it is yeah. some con- some contribution to the world of you know changing the norms. <laughs> yeah, here awesome. you are doing a live video recording. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, I appreciate awesome. that. But, but I mean, what for, to me, what the kind of work that you do that's taking a soul or whatever you want to call it who's troubled and needs help and packaging that in a way that says. I'm here for you um, in, a, in a way that's different. I mean, from so many people are doing that, or maybe it's just my social media. Um, it's become a thing. Uh, yeah. But I do. you ring more. I mean, your website is you. You have no doubt when you see <laughs> that. This is, you have, you're not faking anything, which is awesome, uh, which is what attracted me in the first place. And, and I'm sure that translates to your clients. There, I, I, I agree with you. I have seen like an uptick and like there's a lot of life coaches out there all of a sudden, I think in the last couple of years. Um, and for me, I've been a marketer my whole life and I specifically no longer can do that. I, 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 I feel my purpose so strongly of not, you know, being a marketer and helping companies make more money. I want to help people. And that's my, that's my whole thing. If there's other coaches out there doing other things, that's amazing. You know, maybe we can collaborate, but um, the traditional kind of marketing stuff that a lot of coaches do um, is like, so it's like, so repelling to me um, because <laughs> yeah, I'm so hard that. trying to drop my marketer hat. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to be doing a lot of the hard sell push stuff that a lot of um i see a lot of coaches doing which maybe works for them it's just not my style yeah i I, i'm the same way in fact i owned a brewery for uh about 10 years um just well i had to do i don't know when you obsess about a hobby and you get to the end point the next logical step is to try to make it into a business and it was fine it was fun but i was horrible marketer my my here's my marketing and I'm embarrassed to tell you this. I would say I make good, what I think is pretty good beer. You sh- you want to try it? It'd be great. If you don't, that's fine. But I make good beer. <laughs> I mean, that was the extent of it. And, I, and some part of me believed that that would work. That somebody would. That there's people out there who would go. I don't feel pressured by you. Yeah. And therefore, I am gonna. But it seemed like, and it seemed like it did work. But it seems like there's just that 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 type of aggressive marketing works. And how, how do you have the courage to just sort of say, I, I can help you. Here I am. If you'd like to try it. T- take it or leave it. You know? <laughs> it's, a similar, like is, it's a similar approach. Well, I mean, but it must work. I mean, you're, you live in New York. <laughs> you know? I, 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 just helped, um, I just helped one woman um, kind of drop a few judgments that she had about herself. And I'm really excited for her, for what that looks like in her life. Um, and I think that's part of the magic of what a coach can help do. It's not about the outside world. It's not about, 
it's like about how you believe in yourself and that affects everything. Yeah, it's funny. I don't know if he was um, trying to tell me something, but uh, the, the guy that, that told me, your, your podcast is about curiosity, but whatever. He, he kept talking about, you have to love yourself first. He, he was an interesting story. Uh, he was in the Air Force until whenever you can retire from the Air Force, like 50, and he was gay, but he couldn't, you know, come out mm. for, for, until he was in his 40s. And wow. now he's like a leader in, in that right. community, one of the biggest publishers of all media, a uh, guy from Chicago. And um, yes, and so he knew, knows what he's talking about, right? He had to go from, I'm ashamed of who I am, all, all of that, which just must be, yeah. I have a lot of, a lot of empathy for him having gone through that. But for him to, <laughs> so that was his wisdom, is you have to love yourself first in order to let it completely shine through, I guess, yeah. without, without um, the, the layers of the onion. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> totally. But that's so, that's so uh, not an easy thing to do. So good for you. Do you, do you see a lot of people that have that? I mean, do you see any common themes, I guess, in the people that you help? Is there, uh, is it vulnerability? Is it um, self-esteem or? Yeah, I mean, I think self-esteem, it depends what their goals are, right? If you want more, I think if you want more, um, like love and relationships, then you need more vulnerability. Um, self-esteem helps with everything. And that starts with self-love, you, you know, the guy's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That, that <laughs> it's just, you know, to love, so I, I feel like I have this binary thing where I love who I am as long as it's just me. But as soon as it starts to involve other people, then it's sort of like, well, maybe that's the, maybe that's the confusion. You know, I noticed that as I've started to work on changing, there's a tension, right? Between like, like what you were saying, like when the guy sent you the email, your first instinct was yes. And then there's this other instinct that's like, no. And there's a, yeah, there's a tension there. How do you, I mean, have you seen that in clients? Do you help people through that? Yeah. I, th I think, you know, people that are in our lives have an expectation from us from how we've acted in the past. Yeah. And so that also creates tension of, well, what do you mean? What do you mean? No, you've always done the things I wanted you to do before. What's this sudden no from? And then they might have their own self-confidence issues and take it personally and think, well, you know, but it really has nothing to do with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> But how does anything um, ever get done? <laughs> and I think that's, I mean, I think that's a big one too, is not taking things personally. Um, I see, I see that a lot. I see that yeah. a lot. And that's, it, that's also part of our like clearing of our triggers. I'm, I'm working on a, um, I'm working on an art project right now where I'm collecting bottle caps and I'm going to paint them and color code them and put them on a mannequin and um, it's going to be connected to a soundboard, and so when you press different buttons, it makes different oh, sounds. Oh wow! No shit. So imagine like your tender kind of parts of your, you know, your your torso, right? Those parts, if you if you touch 
touch those buttons, it's going to make maybe like a screaming sound or something. Yeah. Touch maybe a more soft part of the arm, it's going to be a different sound. Wow. And it's like these buttons that we have that people can push, they're ours. They're ours. And it, the more we can clear up whatever that button, why that button hurts, why it makes a big sound, however we can do that and not take it personally. It's just someone existing in the world and you doing your thing. That's, you know, to have the goal is like all green buttons are like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Clear well, buttons. And that's, and that's like, it makes me think of boundaries, right? It's like, no, you can't touch that. You have, you don't have permission to touch these buttons or that is a, then let's think about how good of a learning tool that would be for kids. Like yeah. if you could introduce that into the public schools at like, I don't know, seven yeah, um, in place of whatever the fuck we do now with, you know, <laughs> I, yeah, I get the permission yeah. slips. We were going to tell your kids about, you know, not touching and it's like, yeah, that, I don't know. At, at least there's an effort, you know, <laughs> it's just, right. but that made me think of a story and I don't mean to change the subject because that was pretty heavy and that would be, I would love to experience what you just described. I hope you you do it and like choosing the sounds and like oh yeah that would be, that would be <laughs> as a musician I mean that makes me oh, like cool. what, what what would your knee sound like you know that's just a that's a fun oh project oh. like well you brought up the knee that made me think of something I wanted to say before <laughs> um are you familiar with Louise Hayes mm -mm. Louise Hayes has taken every part of the body and corresponded like the ailment with what's happening in your life. So for example, oh, wow. I just hurt my left knee. I don't really know how. And, but that correlates to like a fear of moving ahead. Wow. No kidding. And like every, you can look at, you can Google anything, anytime you have an injury of any kind, even if you paper cut your finger, your left, yeah. you know, middle finger or whatever, right. there's a thing that goes with it. And so I'm like, she wrote a book called you can heal your life. Um, but I, I love, I love kind of looking at that of like, what else is happening? Why did I stub my toe right now on this bed? Or why did I, you know, have this other issue that's happening? Um, yeah, I don't know what my, right now my knee would say like, no, I don't want to go. I don't want to go there. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that's, that's, that is, that is fascinating. And our, I love it. Cause I always get at least one book. <laughs> so I have to read that one next um and maybe that made me think of something but now i forgot it what, yeah the woman who mapped out the the responses of ah, it'll come back to me but i will tell you this story which is it's just, just funny when i was going through a divorce i got on a website which was kind of my first experience with online forums there's a website called uh, surviving infidelity and it was a group ah. mostly mostly women for people who had experienced like a blindsiding that thing yeah. And, you know, and I needed something and that was my kind of my beginning yeah. of the path of, of self-help and all that stuff. And there was this popular saying that somebody, I don't know where it came from, but it was um, talking about no contact. Like when you go through that sort of thing, you just have to shut them off or they'll keep pushing your buttons. And yeah. this popular quote was, <laughs> uh, of course, they know how to push their buttons. They installed the fuckers. <laughs> The idea that somebody had actually manipulated your buttons to get a, you know, or, or whatever. I just thought that I, was deep. 
I believe that we already have, I believe that the, our buttons are ours and we already have them. But um, if you're, sounds like you're talking about narcissists, they, they, they're experts at finding out exactly what those buttons are and where they are and how to best squeeze them. <laughs> yeah. And I just thought that was so profound. And when you talked about the mannequin, I was like, Jesus, this is like the perfect, I, I don't know, learning, learning tool or something. Uh, that's cool. What made you think of that? Just, um, you know, I actually was at, uh, I was, I was in Mexico with my family and I was, um, walking on the pier and they had this like, uh, upcycled art installation. They had a fisherman that was made out of all recycled trash that they had found in the bay. And somehow I got that, I, the idea from that, um, and I'm hoping to bring it to Burning Man. We'll see if that ends up happening this year. It could be for a different kind of festival, but, um, and maybe just for here in my community here in Rockaway, um, have an art installation up, up for people to play with and enjoy. Yeah. And that is so doable. I mean, I don't, the, the art part, I don't know so much, but like the, you know, the, the wiring and the speakers, all that would be yeah. so, that's awesome. Yeah. If I take nothing else with me for the rest of my life, it's going to be this picture of, you know, a button mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to, that, I'll have to send it to you whenever to... I make it. I've already been collecting the bottle caps. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, we never made bottled beer. Um, so I don't have any bottle caps. But, you know, <laughs> if, if, if you need, if you can't find enough, you can actually order like bulk bottle caps for nothing. Oh, really? Yeah, because, you know, like in the beer industry, all those bottle caps, all those bottles got to get a cap from somewhere. I mean, they're less than a penny a piece. It's crazy. So yeah, if you I also I was in a I was in a thrift shop recently and I saw um there was like a big box of poker chips and I was like oh that's cool that could also work you yeah know? yeah but or, or actual like you know buttons buttons <laughs> yeah but people will know I mean that's that's it's gonna be you know people will know what that is from across the room and then be so curious and that's just so cool maybe there could be like a whole family. <laughs> oh yeah especially for the kids like a button little person ones. Like, they're my size or, or you know they look yeah. like me uh-huh that is man you're on you're on to something like, that's, <laughs> a, that's a whole like branding thing you know that could be which i know nothing about <laughs> but it but it's so curious that you made this transition from marketing to to i don't know a more spiritual world or a more connected world because I, I did have this chip on my shoulder about mar marketing or solicitation about somebody. And here, here's my story. I was at home one day and whatever, pissed off about something and uh, the doorbell rings and I had this annoying, I was just annoyed yeah. at the door and it's the Schwann, the Schwann steak guy going on about how he's got the best steaks and da, 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 da. And I'm like, if I wanted a steak, I'd go to the store and buy a steak. I don't need you to come tell me that I need a steak right now. And that's sort of my relationship with marketing is you're trying to tell me that I need something, which presumes that I'm too stupid to know that I needed it in the first place. I don't know, that, that whole it's, thing. Absolutely. It's playing on this not enough concept that we're not enough somehow. We need this thing because that will make, make it us better. better. Yeah, and it's like anytime someone is telling you that you need something they're selling you something like we don't need anything we're we're amazing already like sure we need wow. to we need to be able to live and function and take care of ourselves but like we don't really need any specific thing to do that 
there's, you know, just look at the, the spectrum of lives that exist, you know? <laughs> yeah, with nothing. Well, yeah. Or with That's different a- things. Like what you put in your body is probably different than what I put in my body. And it, yeah. And we're both here, you know, like not needing to sing. <laughs> Yeah, and I always wondered, I mean, and you you know, I mean, I always wondered, did that start with like Mad Men, like in the 50s? Was that like the big advertising? Like when did, and 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 I, I really appreciate you making me feel a little bit better about kind of being uh, averse to that or, or rebelling against it or something, but I'm not sure that it served me well, right? I mean, my <laughs> relationship with marketing, I'm not so sure, especially if I'm ever going to do anything like what you're doing or, or whatever my sort of endeavor turns into, somehow you still have to make people aware. Like I couldn't just say, I make beer and hope everybody figures it out. Like right. there's still, is that still marketing or is that a different? I mean, on some level, it could be awareness. Yeah. Just saying like we make beer, but okay. So uh, here's another book. And then I, what, Mark, so public relations used to be called propaganda. Wow. And then they did a PR on it and gave it a brand. <laughs> so that's, so there you go. I mean, and yeah. there's a book by, by the father of public relations called Edward Bernays, and he wrote a book called Propaganda. And he, they, I mean, he was, impl- he was instrumental in getting women to smoke cigarettes in the 50s. And then his wife was addicted and he, he begged her to stop and she couldn't. Wow. So it's like this very like interesting tale of, I mean, yeah, how it came back to bite him. I mean, a, a few years into it, all the research came back that like, oh yeah, this is not gonna be good for people. Oh crap. Too late, he had already made it really sexy and really cool. And um, I mean, there's a bunch of different examples but they had to rename public relations, propaganda to public relations. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, propaganda um, coming out of like the, you know, the Russia relationship and all that stuff, I'm sure was a, a bad word. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and, and I do think that we're moving into a time of um, like credibility and authenticity and um, where maybe we don't have to worry about some of this crap so much you know, that's been kind of like the old model of how yeah. things work. Like, let me just trick you. Like people are getting more aware of that and don't want to be tricked as much, right? It's like, we now we have these reviews. Now people are hacking reviews. How do we figure out which ones are real? It's, people are looking for, I think, realness. Um, so that's a positive thing. Yeah, I hope that's true. It's really, I mean, that, makes me very happy to hear you say that especially <laughs> as, as some because I you know I get disillusioned and it's like if this is what people want then maybe this is what you sell them like I don't know um, I see that happening a lot in the little bit I know about the podcasting world is people trying to f- figure out what the model is and then just make whatever they want to do fit into that model right and I have to believe that there's people like me that, you know, some, some people, the beer, the real beer guys would come to our brewery and be like, dude, this is the shit. This is right. You, you don't push anything down anybody's throat. People can come here and learn about, you know, and I watched a bunch of diehard Coors Light drinkers come in. They weren't pressured. Nobody was telling them what to do. They would take it, the initiative to have their own experience and come out of there and go, I think I like craft beer. 
You know, you would ask me yesterday and I said, no. In fact, the biggest compliments I ever got from more than one person, they would say, I used to be able to go to the grocery store, buy my 12 pack of Coors Light and go home. Now I go in and I'm like, hmm, what do I want tonight? Do I want a porter or <laughs> like I ruined them. Beautiful. Right. <laughs> but, 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 but the way it happened was so, it's because I didn't get in their way. I let them have their own, but it didn't translate to the, you know, the business <laughs> doing well, but it felt good. So. In some way, it's like back to how we started this is like talking about being a, the observer and like the participant, right? If you're like participant in your own life and you're like making choices about even just the awareness that I create my own experience, right? Like if you gave that gift to someone that they don't feel like they have to just get the thing that they're always programmed used to getting, the course light or whatever, that, I mean, just that little level of oh i i can control my experience i don't have to drink course light every yeah. time. i can experiment with different things and i might like it and it might be richer and it might be better and it might be more exciting i might not like it and i'll be okay like that's huge you're the first person that's ever gotten that i appreciate it <laughs> but it's not like it was intentional it's just yeah it was authentic it's what i wanted to, to do i didn't want to get in their way Right. And I hope, and I hope that that, I mean, I hope that that works for you in a way that translates to a person making a living, you know, as a musician, I had some friends the first time I ever went into a studio, my buddy was, you know, recording his album for fun. He was paying a studio and he's like, will you come in and lay some mandolin down? And I'm like, yeah, that'd be awesome. So I go in and I do my part and the producer guy there, who was a friend of ours, I mean, He's like, you know, you have to let him pay you. He was pulling out money and I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, you have to let him pay you. You don't understand. This is a thing. And then lately, uh, one of my best friends was doing the same sort of thing and saying, look, you, if you have a skill set, it's okay to take money for it, <laughs> you know? And, but that's a, that's a struggle uh, for me with authenticity. Like, and even, even Mandy, the woman who coaches me, she's like, when I, you know, to change my prices was the hardest thing I've ever done. Because I, you know, it's a thing. I don't know why. I think it's about energy exchange, right? If there's an energy exchange that happens, then you should be paid for it. And that could be, that could look like, you know, maybe they, you play the, the instrument for them and they like are really good painters. So they paint yeah. a mural in your daughter's bedroom or whatever, but there should be some energy exchange at some point. Um, because yeah, that's your genius that you're sharing. It's, it's, it's equitable. I believe in that too. It's just when you get money, when you put money in the middle, it makes me nervous. I don't know. Uh, but it's something like the marketing thing. There's a certain element that we have to embrace and we have to, I don't know, deal with. Yeah. <laughs> but I really, it really warms my heart to hear you say that authentic experiences might be something people are looking for given the last 50 years of propaganda, propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny i haven't heard that word used in a long time but it, man it's it's a good one yeah so what's um what, what where are you with your endeavor i mean are you actively looking for clients are you accepting new people are you yes yes i am um looking for five clients right now and I'm also um, closing the chapter on the PR business. And so I'm actively looking for a seller of my PR business, a buyer for my PR business. 
so that I can energetically move that out. Yeah. How exciting. I mean, you built something that has value. I mean, that is, and, and you know, are cool. <laughs> not, that, not that my judgment means anything, but I mean, you know, it's, it's easy for me to look at people who seem like slick salespeople that are successful and go, well, yeah, I mean, that's their whole MO. <laughs> It's to be successful, yeah. so they are. So it's nice to. That's awesome. Good for you. Thank you. So, and you use your website. How else? If if somebody is interested in reaching out, I mean, how does that process work? Send you an email. I'm I'm my, my contact information's all out there. I laid it all out. I mean, if you go to LinkedIn. go to DanaHumphrey.com. <laughs> like you can literally find my cell phone number on there. You can send me an email. Cool. You can send me a text. I'm pretty available. Um, I think that's something that I got out of putting my phone number on press releases for the last 15 years. I'm not that afraid of um, of spammers or whatever. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm 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 here. I can be reached. I can be texted or called or emailed. So you you don't have to go through your personal assistant or your no, agent. Or... No. <laughs> Well, it's funny because one of the things, that, and, and as a, I, I don't think I represent a big crowd, but as a as a potential client, let's say for you, um, you know, I'm very leery of marketing, um, and then sort of the the cost barrier. I mean, like for me with Neil Jorkland, I, I, it was ten years before I could pull the trigger yeah. on paying someone to help me because my mindset was that they're, they're just they just want the money. They just, this is how they make their living and they want to spend an hour with me and get five, you know, hundred bucks or what, 500 bucks or whatever it is and good for them, but I'm not going to be that sucker. Right. I, w- I was wrong. I, I knew the whole time it was, it was my problem, but Mandy, she's like, she's like, if it doesn't work, I'll give you your money back. <laughs> and, and not that I would ever take her up on that. And I don't even know if she meant it, but for me, it was like, and for you, when you said you have your phone number, that's how, how is that not translate to <laughs> vulnerability and authenticity? That's I mean, thank move. you. That's, a, well, that's, a, that's an idea. awesome move. Um, you know, before I hired my first coach, I, she had given me um, a proposal, I think, yeah, three or four years before it took me a couple years. And actually when I called her, she said, well, I, I don't think I can honor the price that I had in the proposal that I gave you before. And I didn't even remember that, you know, it had been so long. I had forgotten about that. And, um, but I think once you, once you see coaching working in your life, then you can get the value of it. And most, most of us coaches, we have coaches too, because we get the value. <laughs> That's the beauty of it all is like, you just said it. And, and Mandy is the same way. She has all, she has, you know, her, her energy guy, <laughs> you know. Yeah, team. Uh, yeah, and also she said something too, and you probably she's she was an she was a God she she represented Australia in the international Ironman, um, and that's oh, what triggered. Yeah, yeah I'm she's Iron a, Man. Are I'm you, Iron Man. Uh-huh. Uh, you guys, you guys would yeah, you guys would hit it off. Great. <laughs> but she was a she was a you know, and you ver- verifiable badass, and um, all that changed. She couldn't be an athlete anymore because of her issues that she ended up dealing with and 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 so on down the line i don't remember what my point was um exactly but you you remind me a lot of her and i think uh yeah 
people will be in good hands it sounds like well i don't know it's just this is such a cool thing to meet i mean what did you do i, I posted a thing on facebook and you saw it and thought that'd be cool i'll do this and yeah <laughs> and i don't i think we're pushing on that yeah getting close and i've recorded it i um okay. have you ever heard of the podcast you were not so smart no it's a great name isn't it but i i interviewed him and i didn't i didn't record it oh <laughs> uh, yeah i forgot to, that's the second time again? Well, we're, we'll he actually thinks he has a recording of it, but he's so busy. Uh, I don't know if I ever get it, but yeah, well, it's like a, a big fear. So I have this, you know, hit record. A big sign. Yeah. <laughs> but I got, I got you. And I, I really just want to appreciate um, and show gratitude for you reaching out to me. And uh, this will probably come out in a month or so, um, okay. unless I change my release schedule. And I'll send you whatever you want if you want to see it beforehand or any of that stuff once it's all edited and all done, whatever interests you have. Um, but I'll definitely keep you posted okay. um, for when it comes out and hopefully it will be of some benefit. And for me, it was a benefit just to meet you and to yeah. talk to you and just to um, recognize in the world uh, that, the, that these things happen. Uh, and it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah. I appreciate your time. Anything else you'd like to share? This is fun. Thank you. <laughs> I hope you, yeah, it's like this bluegrass band I used to see all the time. He would always say, if y'all are enjoying yourselves half as much as we are, then you've done pretty good. <laughs> so if you get something out of it too, that makes me feel good. Yeah. And who knows? Hopefully the listeners. Yeah. And, and serendipity. I didn't used to believe, well, I, I've always believed in magic, but somehow yes. in, my, in my adult life, I forgot that or I created new beliefs that said that's just whatever not real or it isn't and and part of my reconnection process is like your need like you're like you're you know you're feeling in your side or or these these serendipitous things that maybe they mean something why what's wrong with you know the fact that our paths crossed what's wrong with thinking that that means something I love magic. I make magic wands. No way. Yeah. Um, do you sell them? I have yeah. to get one for my wife. Oh, that's fantastic. So what do you got planned for the rest of the night? You got, can you do I'm going to go eat a burrito and then I'm going to do another podcast. Oh, good. Awesome. Yeah. Well, best, best of luck. And I'll stay in touch. Um, if you're on LinkedIn, that's my new thing. So I love I'll, LinkedIn. I'll yeah, good I to hear. It. Okay. Yeah. I'll reach out and then I'll Bye. let you know when all this stuff is happening. I'll check out the wands and uh, cool. we'll figure that out. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Wonderful to meet you. Have a good next podcast. Enjoy your burrito. All right. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, Bye. See you.